This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Whenever you're ready, bro. We out here in Echo Park, Tony's Tacos, LA Lakers, listening to Air Bods Podcast. Yes, there it is. Yeah. See you here. This shit sizzling. Jamel yelling at me. Let's go. That's what we need. That appears to be the earbuds energy. It is. <laughs> it's true. Lots of screaming like right now. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds podcast. This is a podcast still. Put your hands together for me. I'm Jamel. Put your hands together for me. I'm Peter. Put your fucking hands together for me. I'm Mike. It's Mike Happy Benner, bitch. Dudes. Woo. Happy basketball. Um, let's get real. Let's bring our guest right. in right now. Okay. Let's do it. Let's not let her sit around and yeah. just listen to us fucking banter. No. Yeah. And it's weird because we're all in the same room. You can't just have somebody stare at you while you're having a conversation in real life in real yeah. time. We're only four feet apart from each other at the moment, but we've got a guest. Uh, she is a reporter covering the WNBA and the Clippers uh, for SB Nation. Please welcome Sabrina Merchant, returning champion. Hey, guys. Woo. I just want to point out that I am not within four feet of any of you. I abide by these social distancing rules. Yeah, true. Peter We're only playing Mel characters. We're holding hands that, right now. Yeah, we've been holding hands for the last two weeks straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we figured if we never let go, we can't get it. That's it. That's the key. That's science. That is science right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> go on. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, remember them niggas at the end? They're all holding hands. Um, so they can all share the power of the Infinity yeah, Stone. Yeah. The power of immunity. Yep, that's it. I like to think of it more like uh, Toy Story 3 when they're all holding each other, like being like urged towards a fiery death atop a sea of garbage. No, this is oh. surprisingly <laughs> much less emotional. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Yo, the, the Toy Story franchise... Uh, is it's like for kids, I guess. A lot of adult themes. Absolutely. Woody's got serious mental issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to think Buzz falls more in that category, but I've never really given that much thought how much Woody has mental issues. Yo, I think Woody's Buzz is just issues. like hot and dumb. Mm. So like he's coasting through life fine, but like Woody has like severe attachment issues and uh, and jealousy and rage. He yeah, thinks he's best friends with a human boy. Yeah, who he has to be an animate yeah. around. It's ridiculous. It's not. It's not how a real relationship works. I feel like we're just interrogating the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> we, not that is so correct. Much character. Well, he really just I exemplifies it in the most manic way. Sure. Sure. 
Uh, rest in peace, Tom Hanks. Uh, get well soon. <laughs> Podcast about basketball, right? Should we get Chet Hayes as a guest on Airbuds? He would do our yes. podcast, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, he yes. would definitely yes. do our podcast. Yes. You haven't emailed him yet? <laughs> I, I, I'll i DM him later. Hey, what happened? Sure. Did, Larry, did Larry Hughes ever get back to us? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, need to, I need to reach out to him. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. We might have uh, Larry Hughes as a uh, regular correspondent on Airbuds. I will say, when I think of which basketball players should join this podcast, Larry Hughes is the first name that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, think... a guy who didn't care about winning? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone who disappointed he people with both a Wizards and a Cavs fan on this podcast. Oof. Yeah, yeah, we've lived a life. But fuck the NBA. We're here for some, <laughs> for some real business. Yeah, some real basketball. What's that, Jamal? Wait, where's Benner? I thought Benner was about to get real professional on us. Uh, oh no, I was I was setting you up. You you yeah, then you were teeing it up. Yeah, yeah, fucking swing the club, baby. Let's I, go. You know, I forgot we're in the same room. I could have just looked at you. I had my head down. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is uh, the official Airbuds WNBA uh, free agency discussion. It was a wild off season. Technically, this is not the off season. This is a disaster. Uh, <laughs> a lot of teams made some big moves um i guess let's go through every squad what do y'all think do you guys want to go through like in some sort of alphabetical order or just like who you like the best what, what say you benner uh i mean let's just go through it i mean there was a lot of big wild changes uh some unexpected player movement um sabrina obviously is uh much more expert in this whole thing than we are as someone who has paid money to cover it. Um, I don't know. How do you want to do it? Sabrina, do you just want to uh, talk about the biggest shockers? Oh, I was just going to say like, you know, I could throw out a team and then someone else could throw out a team and we could just go from there. Let's go. I yeah. love it. Let's talk uh, about the Sparks. Oh yeah. All right. Let's do the Sparks. Kind of makes sense. Uh, I don't know where you guys are, but I am in LA. Yeah. We're in we LA. are all in the same room in I'm, LA. I'm, in the same room, right. Sorry. I yeah. We're in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, we're sitting biggest, on top of each other. <laughs> the biggest shocker uh, is that Kalani Brown left. She joined the uh, Atlanta Dream, and I loved her. I feel like she uh, has a huge potential as a player, and uh, I'm sad to see her go, leave L.A. I liked rooting for her. Yeah, I think uh, with the Sparks, it's like very clear that they see that they have maybe like a two-year window left with Candace Parker to win another title. And everything they did this year was like, all right, we're going to win in one of these two years. Screw everything else beyond that. So Kalani's gone. Uh, she was their first round pick last year. Marina's gone. She was their second round pick last mm-hmm. year. Um, that one actually was just devastating for me because I don't think I've ever met a more quotable athlete than Marina Mabry. She literally starts every sentence with like, I don't know if I should be saying this, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's it's like very clear that the Sparks are going all in right now. And I I'm not even sure if they're good enough now to beat like Washington or Seattle when it comes down to it. So it's a big gamble and I think they're going to regret it. And then on top of that, we have the whole like former GM suing the team currently. I was about to say that is that the, that's yeah. probably the biggest story f- from their off season, right? I would assume so because like a week after their season ended, their GM gets like put under investigation by the league and then, I'm not sure if she was fired or like they mutually came to terms that she would have to leave, but like 
she was ousted essentially. And then now what, four months later, she's suing the team alleging that there was like affairs going on between the chief managing partner and people involved in the business side. And then like some ball boy was involved in an affair and like it all culminated in her not being able to trade Candace Parker because like the, it's, it's a whole lot of things. Uh, Who was the ball boy having an affair with? Um, I I really got to get these details correct and make sure I don't mess up any of this. Uh, Me? It was me. (laughs) (laughs) The ball boy was actually like staying with somebody else. Uh, Hang on. Um, I should have known that I needed all these details correct before we started. I mean, you don't need, no. no, Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Look, I'm, I'm going to be Googling this. Absolutely. I didn't realize it was this traumatic. And I feel like that's maybe the biggest crime uh, happening with this whole COVID-19 situation is that there, a ball boy is having an affair <laughs> with someone in the front office of the LA Sparks, and we don't know about it. Yeah, I think that's more of a general like WNBA problem that they need to advertise this stuff better. Okay, yeah, right. when she was ousted, though, when the GM was ousted, didn't they say it was because mm-hmm. she, like, used the N-word in, like, a pump-up speech? Yeah, she yeah. was listening to DOC. <laughs> <laughs> they said that, and then uh, she said that, like, she spoke to the players afterwards, and all of them were like, yeah, it was a perfectly normal pump-up speech. You know, we didn't see any problem with it. Uh, but, but then they Derek used Fisher that as, like, decided to use it as the fulcrum to oust her? I'm not even sure if it was Fisher. Like she and Fisher seem pretty tight in all of the, uh, like the lawsuit that's come out since then. It seems like her main problem is with the, uh, the business partners on the sparks. Um, and with the former head coach, Brian yeah. Agler, uh, because like, I mean, she hired Fisher when he was kind of toxic, like nobody else really wanted him to be a head coach. So he's got no reason to complain. I mean, including Candace Parker. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's it's all very very strange. Like this is this is the kind of thing where like if this were happening with the Knicks, which this kind of thing I think did happen like 15 years ago, um, like <laughs> it was literally on every single Sports Center show, right? And I mm-hmm. haven't heard one thing about this, even though I there's nothing else happening. Yeah, there's this is fucking nuts. Happening. This is better than a bounce TV drama. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bounce TV drama. Honestly, it is. It quite literally is. Yo, bounce, hit us up, please. Yeah, Airbuds Pod on all social media. Hit us up. We want to develop a show for you. Uh, Jamel, the Mystics uh, said goodbye to Christy Tolliver, who is now joining the Sparks. I know Tolliver was one of your favorite players. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my next question. Was just like, I mean, do you think? What do you think she's got left? I mean, I think she's got at least another year of like really hooping. You could. She hurt her knee. Last year, she was playing mm-hmm. with a, bra- a brace most of the season, so look out for that. Uh, but and I also like uh, Brittany S- uh, Sykes coming. Yeah, from so I win. think Tolliver probably made out better than anybody this off season because they rewrote the CBA with a rule just for her, so that you could she could like be an assistant coach and actually make real life coaching salaries, even though she was still playing the WNBA. And then she goes and signs a three year max um, at the new you know level when. I like Christy Tolliver a lot. I don't think she has three good years left in her. Yeah, um, I don't think so either. And I then it's also a situation tough. where, like, everybody was kind of joking that, like, oh, does Derek Fisher realize that he just signed his replacement? You know. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, you spend three years there, maybe, like, yeah, transitions into something afterwards. Uh, but, yeah, I, 
I really like the move for the Sparks this season because I think they were just relying on Chelsea Gray so much last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they had to, but it's just a function of how Derek Fisher wanted them to play. Um, but if he's going to make his point guards do so much work, then this is a system that's going to benefit Chrissy Tolliver quite a bit. And the Sparks just like did not have enough shooting last year. And Tolliver's the kind of girl like you do not want to leave her open at any costs. So it's just going to leave so much more space for NECA and everyone else to do work in the paint. Yeah, I think what preserves her the most is you keep the ball in Chelsea Gray's hands. Most of the time, I mean, <laughs> I know Chrissy Tolliver's a natural point guard, but she could easily be a catch-and-shoot type player for them. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I still don't have them better than uh, us. I like her. <laughs> I don't have well, them I better agree. than I, mean, I, don't, I don't have them better than Vegas. Like when when Tolliver was out for that stretch with Washington, like they did fine. You know, Errol Atkins is getting better. Tasha Cloud is fantastic. I mean, yeah, she closed Elena yeah. and Emma, right? So like, yeah, shit's fine. She ended up closing the series with some big shots, but she didn't play well in a few games. We were playing, we were winning in in spite of her a little bit. Right, and I still think that like Washington and uh, Seattle, because they bring everybody back from that 2018 title team, essentially, like they're the class of the league. And nothing that the Sparks have done makes me think that they've reached that, you know, tier of contenders. Yeah. As far as the Mystics go, I uh, I would have liked to see one more move, maybe. I mean, our first round draft pick last year uh, had a knee injury in the preseason, so this is like the first time we'll be seeing her, uh, Kiara Leslie. So maybe like they're banking on that and uh, Shatori Walker Kimbrough. But uh, I mean, I got, we got Leilani Mitchell from uh, Phoenix and she, she smoked us uh, in a home game last year. She put up like damn near 50, like all threes, but she's like, she's pretty small, which isn't great. You know, big size difference from Tolliver, but whatever. We'll see. That's all that we the, did. That's you know, the but, only new signing you guys get. Have, yeah, right? basically. Yeah, basically, because we were like, we had to resign Misaman, and so of course. when you already have to, re- you know, like the money was just it's it's tight over there. I feel like. Yeah, I would just be a little worried that like Misaman only signed for one more year that she doesn't want to be in the W for that much longer. But yeah, she's about to go back to Belgium and like just be a queen and like have parades. All yeah, day. just <laughs> the fuck out exactly. I Why think not? The, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to do that. I want to go have a. a I want to be Bel- a Belgian queen. Yeah, yeah. The fuck. Uh, speaking of Belgian queens, uh, the Atlantic <laughs> Dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Atlantic Dream made the biggest moves. They like because they had a real down year last year. Like they went from losing to us in the semis to like bottom of the league, and so they blew it up or like. Reverted like they like Thanos, uh, time stoned it and uh, re- remixed it. Uh, they brought in a bunch of people. Courtney Williams signed Courtney with Williams, yeah, she's fucking tight as hell. Uh, I would love her to be on Sparks, but she's she kills the Sparks whenever I've seen them play. Absolutely, she destroyed them in that semifinal. Like, I thought yeah. that Raquana Courtney Williams matchup was gonna be interesting and like. I don't remember a single play that Raquana made in any of those three games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Courtney's tight. Uh, who's their other guard? Uh, For me, it was more like they got Shakina Strickland, too. Yeah. The, That's who I really from, wanted the Sparks to get. From uh, Connecticut. Connecticut as well, yeah. 
had a great playoffs. Um, they've still got, you know, Tiffany Hayes and Renee Montgomery in the backcourt. Uh, yeah, got, so how, how's that going to work? Are they going to play all three of them? Who comes off the bench? I would assume have... that they start, like, Renee and Courtney Williams in the backcourt. Um, and then, like, they've they've got, like, what, Jessica Breland and Elizabeth Williams as their bigs. Um, they're going to have a great draft pick, right? I think they're picking, what, second or third overall and – Kennedy oh, Carter out of Texas A&M just decided literally like 20 minutes before we started recording that she was going pro this year. Oh, so there's some really good options there. And they got uh, Kaylani Brown. Right. And they got Kaylani Brown. Yeah. So they're, they're coming for somebody's spot. Um, Angel McCautry leaving them. That's pretty big. She's been with them for a while going to Vegas. So they're starting a new thing. Uh, how, yeah, what's going get- on with Vegas? I feel like Vegas was kind of the upstart uh, last last season, and everyone seemed to kind of get on board with her. Liz Cambage is obviously great and fun, uh, but are they actually good? Yeah, I mean, they're obviously they're good, but like, are they like in that top tier like we were talking about with Seattle and Washington? Well, see, it really depends on how Atlanta comes together for me, but uh, I mean, they're. They're coming back with basically the same squad. Plus McCautry. Technically, like, um, Liz Cambage hasn't re-signed yet. Uh, but, like, it's... I mean, it's kind of assumed that she will, I suppose. But I know she'd been, like, looking forward to this year for a very long time because she wanted to medal with Australia in the Olympics, and that's not going to happen. So I wonder if that's, like, going to change her training regimen at some point. Because, like, she's another one of those players that, like, does not need the W, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if she decided to like take some time off to prep for the national team, like that would not be surprising, even though it would suck. Well, I'll tell you this: she is yeah. not uh, taking time off from from uh, training because she is doing very horny Instagram lives <laughs> <laughs> every night, where she is uh, in essentially nothing, just working out, and people are just like in the comments being very horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Desperate times, Mike. Desperate I, times I, hey, look, desperate. We all we're all acting out in our own ways. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not with you, Mike. I don't I don't think Vegas is like better than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like the way their pieces fit together. Like last year, the problem was that nobody could really hit a jump shot outside of like Kelsey Plum, and it's still a problem because Angel McCautry is not a jump shooter. Um, unless they're just gonna like have Liz continue to shoot more and more threes, which I don't think is the best way to utilize her. It's a weird setup they got there. Yeah, they they signed uh, Sugar Rogers from New York, mm-hmm. who's like supposed to be the shooter, but she didn't have the best year. I mean, she was playing on New York, so there yeah. that go. <laughs> and then they signed this other guard from Minnesota, I think, who also is just like three point shooter in the twenties. So also not a shooter. Yeah, uh, great move for them. Carolyn Swords retiring. I just don't remember her really hooping like that. Great name though. Carolyn Swords. Carolyn Swords is a pretty good name. Looks like a starter Dungeons and Dragons name. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, is it, pardon my obvious. pardon my my ignorance, but it's a lock too for the draft that uh Ionescu is going first to the Liberty. Yeah, I think so. You can't not, yeah. She's gotta be the number one pick. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think they have a point guard either, so it kind of just makes sense. And they got to fill that building at Barclays. 
Yeah, and I think so. Are they in high. Barclays now full time? Yeah, they were fully bought out by the um, right Joe by Cyrus the Barclays. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like because last year they were in like it looked like they were playing in a train station like auditorium. That is exactly where they were playing. Yeah, in Westchester. Yeah. Wait, like, what do you mean a train station auditorium? Imagine like, if the if Penn Station was putting on plays. That's yeah. what it looked like. That's what it looked like. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I heard you had to like climb like three flights of stairs just to get to a locker room there. Like it was a real That's annoying place to play. Yeah. Come on, New York. Get rid of the walk ups. What the like, fuck? The last team that actually played there was like the Harlem Wrens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really so great that they're gonna be in like New York proper. I mean Forget everything else that any other team did. Like New York has the best offseason just by the fact that they got the number one pick. Hands down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that's a big this is a big number one. And I like Laisha Clarendon. They got her. Yeah, I'm she very confused what happened in Connecticut. It's like they mortgaged their whole future just to like get to Wanna Bonner. Um, Which I don't get. And she's like already upset because they told her that they were gonna keep Courtney Williams when they signed her. Yeah, it's why would you wanna go there if Courtney Williams isn't gonna be there? She straight up said that she was really excited playing Connecticut because it was close to the beach. <laughs> Someone gave her like a package press release and like Far Rockaway, a hey, Far Rock Tri-State. Oh my god, her poor yeah. things. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> Nothing like those Connecticut beaches. I mean, that's all uh, you think about when you think of Connecticut, right? Just yeah, I, we think of uh, rich people. <laughs> Who were probably fucked over uh, the working class and the beaches. Yes, that's why they're called the Connecticut Sun, right? Yeah, right yeah. by the beach. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick second to talk about Bet Online. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there is nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their mobile website today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for double your deposit. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Back to the show. Uh, speaking of Dewana Bonner, I feel like Phoenix made some pretty splashy moves. They went splashy. They got Skylar Diggins. Yeah, four I'm, I'm years. By Phoenix too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? You think they're like much better than they were last year? Or? I mean, in my head, I want to say same difference, but uh, I haven't watched Bria Hartley in a minute. Mm-hmm. They got her, Jessica Breland. Yeah, shit. I mean, I, if Diggins is is back, then it's on. Why wouldn't they be better? Yeah, I mean, she's. Fantastic. So I don't know. I I feel like I I'm Phoenix Mercury is kind of like the team I know the least about in the WNBA because I just feel like I have a, a block in my mind with all Phoenix teams. Like I don't watch the Suns and I don't watch sure. the Mercury. You're but, not a big uh, Coyotes fan. You haven't listened to my Phoenix Coyotes podcast. 
Is that a soccer team? It's a hockey team. It's a hockey team. I used to have a Phoenix Coyotes duffel bag for like 10 years. That was the only thing I would ever want to travel with. Nice. I had no idea that Phoenix had a team, a hockey team. Come on, dude. Is Jurassic healthy? That's the only question, right? Tarasi's just getting old. She's just getting up there, you know. Not too much left in the tank, I presume. I feel bad for all these people who are like, we're going to make the 2020 Olympics their last stand, and now it's like, crap, I got to hold out like a whole nother year. Yeah, no. I feel like that's where Tarazi was going. I mean, not that she would ever admit it. You know, she's like legitimately said in interviews that she wants to play through 2028 Olympics, but that's just Diana. I mean, she probably can. <laughs> if you're willing to come off the bench, still yeah. a Connecticut pipeline. <laughs> for sure. Uh, is what? Diana Taurasi the most famous person to uh, be born in Glendale? Ooh, whoa! Googling. <laughs> I was born in you Glendale. Know? I didn't. Yeah, I just I for some reason I because I lived in Glendale briefly. I knew that like she was from Glendale, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, yes. Wow, celebrities born in Glendale. Uh, Paul oh, Walker. Paul Walker wins. Oh, <laughs> oh Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself. What? Yeah, that that's third. So because Paul Walker, Donna Trossi, and Freddy Krueger are the three most famous people to come from Glendale. It makes well, me sad that Paul Walker slots in ahead of Diana Taurasi. I, and I it's, mean, it's, look, it's if barely he die, if he didn't yeah. die, it would yeah. be yeah. different. Yeah, it's Just barely the other guy in the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you yeah. have to. I mean, if she starred in any Fast and Furious movies, though, she would then eclipse him. She could probably get in one. There's going to be like 35 more, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're doing yeah. spinoffs now. Why not Hobbs and Shaw and, and Tarasi? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hobbs, Shaw, Tarasi. Uh, it's, we call it uh, uh, Phoenix Nights or, or maybe Nights in Glendale. It takes place in Glendale, California and Glendale, Arizona. I don't know why Sue Bird and Tarasi aren't already doing just like a buddy comedy. Where they I like solve a murder. Like, Subert's buddy comedy is like fulfilled with Megan Rapino, you know. Yeah, right. but like they, but like it's like a coworker vibe, you know. Like mm-hmm. you, you can have doesn't doesn't have to be a a romantic thing. I feel like it's more like a, like a Lethal Weapon or Hobbs and Shaw vibe. You're but talking think, work wives. You're talking work wife. I think the problem with Diana Trossi and Sue Bird is that they're both like the Danny Glover type. Like, they're both kind of a by-the-book cop. You need a Mel Gibson in there. I feel like Tarasi's the Mel Gibson. Tarasi, Tarasi used to go big Mel Gibson. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading the situation. Minus the racism. Minus yeah. the racism. We're only referring to the character of Lethal. Of Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> the well-known character Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. not you know not what, you know what Mel Gibson plays Kevin Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember all of that. Uh, speaking of Sue Bird, uh, Seattle holding tight. They got everybody back. Brianna yep. Stewart coming off two years of rest. Yeah, to me, that's the team to beat. Like, I was so bummed that we didn't get to see a Seattle Washington rematch. You know, with both teams healthy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I mean, what I want to see this year. And low key, I mean, I feel like Natasha Howard might be the best female basketball player in the world. Wow. I feel that's like Natasha. 
I feel like Natasha Howard is fucking insane. Like, she beat us damn near by herself when they beat us, when they swept us. Like, Stewie was only, all she had to do was like hit threes and free throws. Like, it was just like, she was going to work. I feel like she's got every move. I'm not super, I'm not like, I don't think of her as an amazing passer, but when I think about Seattle, she's who scares me the most. Yeah, and I think it's pretty great that, like, they all got to go through this gap year and get better, you know, without Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. So, like, Canada is so much better than she was when they won the title. And Jewel Lloyd was an all-star last year. And, like you said, Natasha Howard, who I don't believe is the best basketball player in the world, is damn good. (laughs) You know, that's – all that experience they got in this past season, having to play without the two of them, that just makes them so much better when Sue and Brianna come back. To me, like, I – I don't understand why people don't say that Seattle's the favorite. Like, to me, they're the clear favorite. I guess everybody's just doubting Sue Bird. Just because you can. I mean, why would you ever doubt Sue Bird? Uh, did you guys watch Sue Bird on Megan Rapinoe on Instagram Live the other day? Where no, uh, what you do? Uh, Pino was saying that, like, uh, she was trying to, like, hang out with Sue and Diana and, like, drink with the two of them and she couldn't keep up. <laughs> and Sue was like, yeah, That's there's just something That's what I'm saying. That, like, That's what I'm saying. players. <laughs> like... When they recruit us, it's just like in our blood. <laughs> you can't hold with us. All right, fine. Let's make the movie. <laughs> Rapino's Let's the go. wife who can't keep up. It's the two buddies. They got to go solve the crime. And play the character of Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sue Bird is Lethal Weapon. <laughs> he is Nancy Lethal Weapon. <laughs> um. How, what, okay, so it seems like the only thing that the the links have had happen to them is that everyone is leaving them or picking different career options. <laughs> Are they, <laughs> like Maya Moore just was like, I'm good, I'm not going to come back again, I'll just uh, become a lawyer. Um, Are the links just the bottom of the league right now? So you know how like in 2016 in the NBA when the cap went up, uh, all these teams just spent ridiculous amounts of money and paid ludicrous contracts and then like we're just trying to get off of them for the next four years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that's going to happen in the WNBA and the Lynx were the only team that was like, we're probably not going to win this year because Maya's not coming back. So let's just wait it out when everybody's free agent later and we're the only team that's going to have cap space. So it's kind of like a planned down year, you know? Mm-hmm. because a tank if you will a tank yes a tank yeah. if you will um well who's going to be available next off season well like uh, Chelsea whoever, whoever. Gray is going to be a free agent next year um Candace and Neca are both going to be free agents next year uh yeah but they don't want to go they uh, they're in LA because they want to have Sure, I'm just career saying, options. Like, when, not go to Minnesota. when the Sparks inevitably have to re-sign them, they will have right. to get rid of other people um, to fit under the salary cap, right? Because it's not a – you can't just, like, sign your yeah. own players to have what you want, right? It's a hard cap. Um, so I think – But would Chanae, like, would Chanae even want to move to Minnesota? Would, if, like, the, the Sparks don't re-sign her, wouldn't she just be like, all right, I'll just, like, rely on my ESPN career? Would straight up why... retire before playing anywhere else, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm just saying that, like – it. The Sparks are just like an example. There are other teams where like they're going to be in financial difficulties mm-hmm. trying to re-sign all their players, and Minnesota's just going to swoop in because they'll have the space and nobody else will. Speaking and of I, Toyota Tankathons, oh my bad. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say I, I think <laughs> Shell is the best coach in the WNBA, like, and it's not particularly close. Mm. So even though like I don't know the players 
love playing for her because she's kind of a hard ass, but like she makes things work. You know, he's another good coach. Fucking Not Chicago. Derek Fisher. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, dude, dude in Chicago. Who's the coach in Chicago? James Wade. James Wade. Is he is he actually a good coach, or does it just seem like he is? I don't know. I feel like he kind of just got that like you know new coach like shine last year because everybody hated the previous coach in Chicago and he was like I know what we're gonna do we're just gonna score 90 points a game and not worry about defense and that's really fun to watch okay he went young D'Antoni I do love young D'Antoni yeah it's a good idea that's fair I like DeShields a lot it looks like her deal isn't up when is when is Diamond DeShields a free agent she should be playing she was drafted in 17 I think so she's still on a rookie contract for a couple more years ay 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 that sucks. Sometimes I feel like you the like WNBA rookie good? contracts are 37 years long. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. She, I feel like she had a gear good enough to talk about restructuring. Yeah, like I wish mean, she could just hold out like NFL yeah. players, you know? Yeah. I was hoping that when Rich Paul got into the NFL contract game, they would start like getting some guaranteed money. He's not that powerful. He's not that powerful. He's, it's just it's a matter of time, Peter. It's a matter of time. Well, we once I become an agent, right I'm I'm going to come only, out of the only guarantee in the NFL is uh, is chronic <laughs> brain injuries. <laughs> that Unless is you're true. A kicker. Unless you're a kicker, that's true. But then you just suck for different reasons. But at least because you're like, a kicker, live a legitimate life afterwards. You know. Yeah. You can like become like uh, like a Twitter spokesman for the DSA or something. Isn't there like a high <laughs> amount of like punters who are like democratic socialists like on online? Don't you feel that way? Is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. I mean, if twenty five of thirty two on a, a fifty three man roster is going to be a democratic socialist, it's going to be the punter. That's it's definitely true. someone on special teams. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's probably, probably the long snapper actually. <laughs> Uh, speaking of special teams, uh, the kickoff team, <laughs> the kickoff team of the WNBA, the Indiana Fever. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. You know who's the kickoff team of the WNBA for real? The Dallas Wings. They love to kick it off, give up everybody. But then they they, they signed they signed hella people this year. They have like eighteen players on their roster right now. When you yeah, count what the fact fuck? They have like four first round draft picks coming up. Yeah, they lucked into a beast. Their first round pick last year is super nice. But I feel like they're a terribly run organization. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's an accident that their two biggest stars asked out in consecutive off seasons. See what I'm saying? That's crazy. It just sucks that like they have so many cool young players and there's just not enough room for all of them in the league. Like they have Arike, and they just traded for Marina Mabry from the Sparks, and they got Katie Lou Samuelson from Chicago, and they've got, you know, last year's player of the year, Megan Gustafson, and so many very, very cool young players. I think they just got Azari Stevens from Chicago, or no, they, they shipped her out to Chicago, but, like, they're going to, you know, have that with four first-round draft picks, and they already have eight other players in their contract. Like, there's just not enough room in the W, and now that, like, the salaries have gone up um, – I think a lot more teams are going to start holding 11 players instead of 12 just because they won't have the cap to pay all these players. Um, it kind of worries me. 
Yeah, does it does it worry? Does it piss you off? It all pisses me off. <laughs> does it make you mad? Yeah. I thought this was gonna happen organically, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> this feels very organic to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is every podcast when Jamel says that to our this guests. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm so high. I'm so alone. I'm so, oh, God. <laughs> Do you think, uh, Sabrina, that doing the, the draft virtually this year is going to uh, affect there's a lot of concern uh, because of the draft in the NBA. People like are saying like GMs are going to be shown to like not know shit because mm-hmm. they don't have time to evaluate players like they used to. Um, like, how is that going to be a similar situation in the WNBA? You think or I don't I don't know. I feel like it so can't be that much NBA, different, right? Yeah, like the draft is already three days after the NCAA tournament ends, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they, you know, have time for a combine or, you know, mm-hmm. individual workouts and interviews with teams, you know. Uh, I think they're mostly going off of the regular season anyway. So, yeah, the fact that they're losing, like, up to six tournament games kind of sucks in terms of scouting purposes. But I don't think the draft board is going to change that much in terms of, like, people, you know, rising because of strong tournament performances. I think we know who the good players are. Like Sabrina's going number one. Lauren Cox is going to go in that top five. Same with Kennedy Carter. And like, uh, I, I think the, the NBA thing is like fascinating because I honestly think we're going to look back at this draft as like a much better talent evaluation than previous ones. But for the WNBA's purposes, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to make much of a difference. Uh, I will say that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw originally the draft was supposed to air on ESPN2. I did see this. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, there's legitimately nothing happening in the sports world, and you're relegating the WMA draft to ESPN two for what? Um, so then they came back and were like, "Yeah, you know, the, the plan was always to like make it on ESPN, but like we had to resolve through logistics. Like, what? What in the world could possibly need to be resolved? You have to put it on ESPN two before putting it on ESPN. I just oh. I don't understand like what kind of excuse that is to not just have the only live sporting event that is going to happen over the next what month on your flagship <laughs> channel. It's because they had the Johnsonville Brats uh, uh, cornhole semifinals. Yeah, that was happening today. <laughs> there was actually cornhole going on this morning on ESPN. I, I love that, it. That is a, a sport where you can be more than six feet apart from people. Yeah, yeah I guess you just you got to put the bags in little plastic sandwich bags. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like wipe them off every time before you throw them. Yeah, back. just spray them off. You got gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think they were showing like um virtual like simulated race car driving earlier today. Oh yeah, oh, I saw cool. someone tweeting about that. NASCAR is putting out like virtual races. Oh, I'm bringing my jackets out for that. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to wear both my NASCAR jackets and watch You could simulate the entire Major League Baseball season, and I wouldn't notice or care. (laughs) Yeah, why don't they just put MLB the show on? Just, like, fucking boot up a Twitch channel, and, like, that's our baseball. Boot up a Twitch. Put it on ESPN, too. I was so excited to see the Astros just get mercilessly booed the entire season, and I'm oh, so don't busted. worry. I feel like we can all come together and promise that'll still happen. And better. That's the only thing I was looking forward to this baseball season. 
We can just do that right now on Twitter. Yeah, fuck the Astros. <laughs> Let's organize a bullying campaign for the Astros. Yeah, nice. the one thing I've learned during this quarantine period is that cyberbullying is a real thing, and it works. Because people oh are ashamed. Yep. No, like, the Sixers acting up. got cyberbullied into not you know, furloughing their workers. God yeah. I was so proud of uh, Sabrina. I'm from Philadelphia, and the Sixers mm-hmm. are my team. And I was so proud of uh, Philadelphia Twitter coming together to fucking bully a billionaire. Uh, yes, fuck Josh Harris. Fuck and, Josh uh, Harris. Yeah, yeah. Sell the I team really to Joel Embiid. Yeah, I really enjoyed Joel's tweet. That was like, you know, kudos to the ownership for doing the right thing and like doing a 180. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my guy, man, he really understands social media. I wish I had he, that command that he does. I know he's uh, he's just has the the right instinct every time. The only thing I want to talk about for the NBA on this podcast is I did see on a Reddit channel. I don't know. I think this made its way around the the, the Twitter a little bit too. But people talked about how like in the future you could be circumventing the salary cap by if an owner marries one of the players. Did any of you want to see this? Fascinating. No. No, I did not do this. <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. I'll, I'll, That's I'll, the I'll... movie. That's the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, oh, In man. that vein, uh, though, um, Doc Rivers joked a lot this offseason about how he should be um, fined for tampering because he paid for the wedding of another player because uh, Seth Curry married his daughter. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that, like, you know, the NBA should, like, refund me the money like i should not be allowed to do that all right here we go (laughs) could an owner theoretically marry a player to circumvent the cap like let's just say wes eden wes marries Giannis. he he could pay him the minimum to (laughs) to stay with the bucks and just share his assets on the back end or if ad just marries genie the lakers could incur another massive contract because ad is getting paid and laid off the books (laughs) Excuse me? And laid? <laughs> I think this is just entirely uh, calculated just to get that one line in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they I reverse kind of engineered it. the whole thing. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. That's- I want to see, you know, I want to see, I want to see AD marry uh, a team owner, but yeah. Not why Jeannie not? Buss. He should marry the lady who owns the Hawks. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because the they actor. make a cuter couple, yeah. She, Wait, that's, who owns she, the Hawks? And she, well, she's like a minority owner. That oh, okay. uh, she, who, no, who she's the it's the wife. Um, I was in a funny. No, I was in a funnier die video with her, man. What? Uh, what? I was briefly confusing her with the owner of the Atlanta Dream, but that's like the Republican senator. It was the uh, the woman that they had at the draft last year, Gina Gersharn. Oh, no, okay. it wasn't Gina Gershon. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz, thank you. She owns the fucking Hawks? How did I miss that? She's got some bread, dog. Co-star of Crossroads with Britney Spears. See what I'm saying? Not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> fucking a, paid. A full fucking team owner. Well, that's how you keep Trey Young. We've decided. <laughs> he liked that. He watched Crossroads. How did Crossroads, Crossroads came out? Was he was he born? Ooh, no, might not, might not have been. been. Yeah, actually, no. It is like shocking to me how young some of the guys in the NBA are now. It like gets yeah, very young, born nineteen ninety eight. So I think Crossroads did come out. 
but he was not old enough to understand it's uh, the themes and the important issues of the movie. Well, don't dis- don't <laughs> underestimate Trey Young, baby Trey Young. What if he was a baby genius? Now that's what definitely it- a movie he saw. <laughs> he watched that yesterday. Yeah. He's like just now at the age where you could like legitimately like, <laughs> crossroads and baby geniuses. Oh, yep, two thousand two is when Crossroads came out. So he was all right. Uh, so he was that, four. Four. He was four, four years four old. Year so old. maybe <laughs> I've seen people that young in the movie theater. Maybe he was there for it. Um, yeah, for like this is a podcast about basketball. <laughs> I think Trey Young saw Spies in Disguise when it came out in December. <laughs> he definitely, yeah. Trey Young has animated movie vibes. I'm sure he has all the Shrek movies on DVD. Yeah, he, he saw Secret Lights of Pets too. Who just like watches The Office on Netflix all day? Absolutely, just on in the background constantly. It's comfort food for him. Yeah. Uh, well, is there anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here, guys? I think we did a good job. Um, every, I, I think we, we did, did. I think we did a pretty good job. Sabrina, it sounds like you're thinking Seattle is like the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, if we get a 2020 WNBA season, I really, really want to see a Seattle Washington playoff matchup. And what's cool is that it doesn't have to be the finals because it doesn't have to be East West. So if we get that in one series, I would be very, very happy. I am, of course, hoping to avoid that at all costs, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I st- I got I still got us as a a, a valid contender. Absolutely, I think still the best team in the East by far. Not that that matters, but you know. Yeah. Does Elena Deladon's body work yet? I think so. <laughs> she had back. She had a she had a herniated disc. Had surgery on it. Yeah, it just every part of her body was like in a brace last season. But that it happens to her every year. <laughs> starts breaking down around the semis finals remember that meme that like of like barack obama like on his first day in the presidency and his last day in the presidency and he like looked like he aged 100 years i feel like you could do that with like elena delanon on the first day of the season and then last day of the season it's like she's like young and fresh and then the last day of the season she's like just covered in medical equipment yeah she's in like a full body cast (laughs) that should be real that should be real she played against atlanta in traction for sure, I think she had like a knee brace to start the year last year. Yeah, she was what she wore it all season. Yeah, it would be off of the injury from last year. If she could play this season like without any accoutrements. Yeah, yeah, she was moving around on the on the Instagram. There's a funny video of her uh, dancing terribly on uh, Natasha Cloud's Instagram. That but did was look so hot. Funny. She's a terrible dancer, but did awful look hot. dancer. And I love that, like, some, some Twitter account was like, who do you guys think won the dance battle? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> with no, with no crying emoji? Yeah. <laughs> no no crying emoji after? They just let it ride like that? They Ridiculous. just let it ride. It was like, I think there was an earnest question. I think whoever tweeted it did not watch the video first. Oh, oh boy. Okay. All right. Sabrina, where can we find you online? I'm on Twitter at Sabrina JM, and everything I write is through there. Heck yeah. Uh, Peter I don't really Camilli. understand Instagram, but I'm on it just to, you know, see Liz Cambridge's workout videos, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might want to stop Hi- by there. It's pretty good. Highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. 
Peter Joe. I'm at uh, I'm at Danger Moses, but earbudspod.com for everything. That's good enough for me. Yeah, what he said. And uh, ooh, uh, listen to me tomorrow night on uh, dublab.com. Heck yeah. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on. Goodbye, guys. We love you. Peace.